Hey everyone, welcome to the Port City Podcast. We hope this finds you well. We pray that the Holy Spirit will deepen us through these honest and open conversations. So settle in, take a deep breath, and join us as we continue our series on prayer. nice uh warm day it's actually cooling off here in mobile cooled off for one day last week or something it yeah. was like 70. after the rain it was wednesday wasn't it mm-hmm. after the mm-hmm. last tuesday storm. no there's something theological for us mm. after the rain comes the comes cool breeze the cool unless it's cool. in the summer then after the rain comes, comes the humidity yes. and then it gets worse except some days it brings the cool breeze yeah like wednesday yeah yeah only on wednesday, wednesday. the cool breeze wasn't it like 82 or something wednesday Monday. My, <laughs> I've been teaching my son the days of the week via um, the song Black I've Got Eyed a Feeling. Peace. Yeah, Black Eyed Peas. Um, we are recording uh, in John's, what would you call this? A shed feels disrespectful. Yeah, you could, um, that's the lowest tier she shed. Um, uh-huh. But it's a, um, it's a space. Look, look, It's a studio. It's a studio. When we got it, um, when, we, when we bought the house, it was a, trash dump, nothing but studs. And I spent about a year and I remodeled all of it. Um, and uh, I'm very proud of myself. I did this all yeah. by myself. Uh, and it's my wife's pottery studio and also her office and also my music studio. Yeah, it's a studio. Yeah. Sure. yeah. We're, in, we're in John's studio in the backyard. But it's not a studio in that it's... Uh, like soundproof. So no. even though it's 7 p.m., we've been hearing birds chirping outside. I have a uh, very magical backyard. Yeah, yeah. There's, Dogs barking. There's, we could hear some duck quacks if we're lucky. Lots of ducks. Speaking of that, there's three less ducks. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> They're no longer. <laughs> Did you guys uh, eat them? No, no. However, I've had a barbecue duck sandwich before and it was crazy good no <laughs> Garrett did not eat our ducks <laughs> Theo um, no thinks that they're chew toys Theo is John's Theo's a dog yeah. Theo is a dog yeah Theo's not Theo John's son yeah loves <laughs> killing ducks <laughs> yeah it's pretty Starting sad them early so now we're uh, down to three ducks we had six six was too many actually I think Theo knew he was like it was God through Theo. God through Theo. So <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Theo means God. Wow. Theos. Yeah. And there See? it is. <laughs> I called I called upon his uh called upon his name. Well, uh let's move to a part of prayer that I think we miss sometimes. Uh John and I talk about this occasionally. But uh, there's this, and, and, and I've had conversations with people lately like this where I haven't shared my opinion because it's typically a pretty harsh op- opposition um, of this idea that you can pray pray prayers that have already been written or words that have already been written. Like it feels like, and, and maybe 
I don't know how, how you can speak to how you grew up, Jess, but maybe it's like a Baptist thing, but I just grew up thinking that like if you wrote down a prayer or read a prayer from a book, that was like lazy or cheating. And like a good prayer is one that mm. we come up with or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, but I think that we've been given scripture mm-hmm. uh, to pray either or whether um, directly when you pray, pray this way or examples of people praying and to see how, what people said when they felt certain emotions yeah, and why that was, you know, and we've still got those examples now for a reason. And so I think the Bible not only has a lot to say about how we should pray and when we should pray and who we pray to, but specifically in what we should pray by example. Yeah. I mean, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Um, and so not just the scriptures that have been inspired by God, but also um, inspired by the spirit. Uh, also the great testimony of all uh, the, the Christians that have lived prior to us have written down prayers um, that they have <clears throat> prayed themselves to the Lord. So um, we have, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is what, uh, about our tradition um, growing up, um, but I feel like my tradition particularly was very anti-pray, um, pre-written prayers. Um, I think it, it can, it can seem monotonous and, and it, and it can, like it, it genuinely can. I think if you don't um, actually stop and think about what you're praying or um, yeah. really like take the time to know why you're praying, the reason you're praying these certain things. But when you do, like, I don't think you should throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you, if you say like, oh, if you don't know what you're praying, then just don't pray it at all. Like, think about it and spend some time with it. And it becomes a very, um, a very powerful thing. So uh, we have the testimony of the scriptures and we have the testimony of the church that has written prayers through history. Um, some examples of those uh, being prayers of lament. So we have um, a lot of the Psalms that David wrote. Um, so we have like, for example, um, Psalm 43, um, why, why are you downcast on my soul? Right. Um, I think that's after David is being, um, chased by, uh, Absalom. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's like in hiding. So you have, uh, that wonderful example. He says, you know, I eat, I eat the tears that I cry. I'm spending day and night, um, uh, weeping over this. And, um, there's so many, moments where David is talking about um, feeling far away from the Lord, right? How many times have we also felt the spiritual desert of feeling far away from his presence? And so there's, there's tons, tons of testimony from, um, from David and from other characters in the Bible um, that uh, they prayed uh, prayers that are of course going to be incredibly um, welcoming to us today because we feel the same emotions that they feel. They were humans um, so, uh, that's prayers of lament. There's prayers of victory, um, that we can, um, sing over and pray over our, um, victorious moments, you know, when we, when we are looking for a victory or when we have, when God has walked us through something, there's prayers of adoration for love and affection towards God. Um, yeah, there's tons of stuff. We have lots of written examples of examples of prayer. And I think we're going to give, um, some recommendation of books either about prayer or just of prayers. But, um, I want to go now into specifically 
prayers that we see in the Bible. Electio Divina. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Electio Divina um, is a very ancient uh, practice of prayer. Uh, the literal translation is the divine reading. So this is something that um, monks and nuns and common lay people as well have been doing for a very long time. I think it was probably introduced. I think the idea of it was introduced in the early church, so I'm talking the 300s. Um, but I think it was like solidified as Lectio Divina in probably medieval times, 1100s or so. But essentially what you uh, will be doing, and I think we'll probably do a walkthrough of this at the end of the episode like we've been doing, um, but essentially what you do is you take a passage of scripture, um, one that particularly would mean something to you, um, and particularly I like to use the words of Jesus. So you take, um, for example, uh, the words of Jesus, look at the birds of the air, uh, they neither sow nor toil, look at the look at the flowers, they neither they don't toil or spin, right? Uh, yet their heavenly father provides for them, right? So you think about that, you meditate on it. Um, think about like place yourself in, uh, at the feet of Jesus, listening to that, right? If he was teaching that at the, at the side of a mountain, put yourself there, close your eyes and put yourself there. Um, and uh, say the passage over and over again. You meditate on it. Um, you ask the Holy Spirit to, show you something about that passage that you may not have noticed before. You ask the Holy Spirit to bring to mind um, things that would be applicable for you for that passage. You essentially just spend time with that passage, meditating on it. And that is your prayer. Um, And uh, at the end of it, you uh, can continue to either say the passage over and over again, um, or you can uh, just offer up a thanksgiving of prayer that that God listens to you at the end of that, um, and we'll we'll do we'll do a um a guided version of that at the end of the episode. But that's the gist yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. I think there's something really uh, beautiful about like building our prayers on the promises of God. Mm-hmm. So going through Scripture and um, finding where God has promised his people something and, and reminding ourselves in prayer of those promises and letting that be our foundation, no matter what our circumstances, because I know for me, I'm pray a lot out of what was me, this circumstance fill in the blank. Um, whether that's pain, frustration, sadness, um, but but building our prayers on the foundation that that God is who He says He is, and He's not going to change, um, and that's not like a ignoring a, your feelings, right? Yeah. Ignoring what I'm going through because God it doesn't ignore that, so we shouldn't either. Mm-hmm. But bringing that to Him, and then we see a lot of that. We see a change in in David's perspective a lot of the time at the end of of his um, Psalms that. He says at the end of Psalm 43, like, no, I will again praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and he's reminding his soul to awaken to the goodness and the love and the, in the I think Coleman uses the term withness um, of God. And so like changing our, it that changes our perspective. It doesn't change our circumstance, but it points us back to who God is, mm. which I think is really beautiful. Yeah. And we don't know like, how much time passed for David too, you know? Yeah. For yeah. his for his healing to happen or for him 
for that perspective to happen. So you may <clears throat> be saying for a year, why am I eating the tears that I cry, you know? And then mm. finally, for whatever whatever happens that the Spirit does, you then awake to the realization, oh, God is who he says he is. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, God was, uh, he, he is... His his timing is is very slow often, and I think that um, we can we can have this thing where we read the scriptures and just imagine that things are happening super quickly. But yes. there's like years happening between all these events. Um, there's a a great documentary called um, Godspeed that I would suggest anyone to watch um, about a priest who um, learns how to. Um, essentially, uh, like walk with, walk with Jesus, like, um, at the speed of God, right? So God's speed he's saying is three miles an hour, which is the, the speed of walking. Mm. That God is a very slow mover. We see Jesus, um, as he's walking throughout the towns, like he's very intentional and very slow about the way that he does his ministry. Um, and so all that to be said, like, I think that we, um, can, uh, can just put this pressure on God to do something really quickly for us yeah. um, because we want, that feeling to go away but that's not the point the point right. is to like sit in that feeling with him until he moves mm -hmm. and while that's happening we're being formed yeah and it's so much so much more about the process yeah than it is like the answer yes yeah. um there's so much intimacy and communion built in that waiting that I I think is the whole reason that he allows us to go through things that we go through Yes, is to draw us closer to him you know it's the will of God that we be sanctified and so whatever we're going through it it's and that sanctification is becoming more like Christ and to become more like Christ you're with him mm -hmm. and and so it's that intimacy that's built in those moments that I think changes us more than what we're praying for or what we're wanting. Yeah. yeah. So I think to try to tie this together, you've got how long will I eat my tears? You've got uh, um, Mary praying for Lazarus, right? Mm -hmm. Like they that was like three days that they had to wait. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's like a miracle that happens and it's like an instant, you right. get your answer instantly. Sometimes it takes days. Sometimes it, so I think thinking about prayer without considering the times of like lament and, um, and waiting or whatever in the scripture feels a little bit foolish because we're, we're able to, look and see and read examples of when people were in similar situations to us. And then that one, it, I don't know how I want to say this, but it's just a good example of going to the scriptures to see that other people have had similar um, experiences that we have had. And so what did they do? They would call upon the Lord just like we should. And sometimes it's yeah. an instant thing. Sometimes it's a, a weak thing. And sometimes it's a, who knows how long thing. And, uh, and so I, I think that's the um, important part of, of 
scripture reading is to mm-hmm. to see those examples. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the theme of of all of the whole of the whole Bible. But like, look at the New Testament. Um, very rarely does does Christ pull people out of the suffering. Yeah, at least quickly, right? Like, he lets Peter drown for a second. <laughs> you know, Paul is afflicted for years. Yeah. Um, the the disciples, the apostles, like, all ended up being martyrs. Um, very, very rarely are, are people pulled out of out of suffering. Yeah. Uh, but it's in the suffering where the the crucible happens and you're formed into where Paul says, it's no longer I, but Christ in me. Yeah. And it was all those years of, of that suffering. And that's not a, of course, that's not a, I want, give me suffering, God, you know, but it's a, it's a recognition that when I'm walking through this, that it's not, it's not even what's going to happen at the end. That's the important thing. It's the right here, right now while I'm suffering. That's important. Yes. Yeah. So we get a lot of examples through scripture of people and and like in their experiences and in their lives and how they deal with um, longing and how they deal with waiting on the Lord and how they deal with um, lament and all those things. But we also get in scripture more specific instruction for what to or not to do or like what to say. And so I want to, um, I want to, um, well, quickly or not, um, but I, I want to read through uh, Matthew chapter six. The little um, the little title is concerning prayer, so maybe we should read that Perfect. in our in our uh, our podcast about <laughs> prayer. Uh, so I'm going to read it and go through the Lord's prayer, and then we could talk about that a little bit. I'll start in verse five. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have reached their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Gets a little little turn at the end. There. Isn't that heavy? We put we we say, "For thine is the kingdom, <laughs> for thine is for what is it? For thine is the kingdom, kingdom, power, and, and the glory, glory forever." forever. Yeah, we say that, but Jesus says, "Jesus says, yeah, if you don't forgive <laughs> others, God's not going to forgive you." Good stuff. All right, so um, we've covered kind of that first part previously about you know, like praying in the secret place, not just like mm-hmm. praying loudly or praying honest prayers, not just ones that have crazy big lofty words. But I do want to talk about a couple of insights over the past couple of months 
and years about the Lord's Prayer that have helped me understand it so that it became more real to me, not not in that I believe it more, but that I understand it a little bit better maybe or have some context for it. So I'm going to go through a couple that I enjoy. And then if, if you guys want to chime in on anything about it that you like or that an experience with it, um, mm. go ahead. So the first thing from Strong Coleman, who his podcast will be in our recommendations that come later. But he um, talks about how the word heaven, and maybe I should have pulled this up so that I wouldn't just be telling you like secondhand information, but the, a listener, you you could look it up regardless of if I gave <laughs> this definition <It's> <laughs> anyway. But the word for heaven there is, um, is like, and, and, and maybe it, it means both like celestial heaven and also air and like around us, but Strong Holman um, emphasized that it is like our father who is with us, basically, like mm-hmm. around us, in nature, among us. And it, it gives this closeness because I think when I was a kid and all I knew how to do was repeat the words that were put in front of me or said to me was our father in heaven which just put God in this faraway place. On a big chair. Yeah. yeah. Like a big uncomfortable chair, like yeah. straight back, yeah. you know, but the, but <laughs> the arms, the arms on the chair were also seats because Jesus had Jesus to be on had one of them. Sit on them. And they had jewels around the side. Yeah. Did like you guys velvet, the velvet back. Velvet back. Like a gold. Mm, purple. Oh. Yeah. No, no, purple. no, no. Like a gold, uh, the met like the chair is made out of gold, yeah. but right? The purple and the velvet, purple, the velvet, purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good sick. looking chair, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, but I think it's important when we pray to this prayer. I mean, when you pray to God in general, but when you pray this prayer, like you're praying to God around us, and I think that's really cool. And that just stuck with me. And he probably said, I think I was watching a video where he was talking. And he probably said like 17 other awesome things. But after he said that, I wasn't listening anymore because I just was thinking about that. (laughs) Um, But then another thing, and I don't know, I feel like maybe this has some Mackie influence, but I think it was just a product of me. Like, like most of the time, I'm just like driving like 45 minutes in silence. And that big old brain (laughs) turning. My brain is just like. (laughs) uh, um, Also, I, I think that, I know this is, I don't want to get like, like this weird, like plagiarism tangent, but all of everything anybody's ever learned came from Somebody else. an adaption of someone that came before them. Like yeah. you hear something someone says, and then you think of it, and then you have this new thing that comes from the person that said it before. So, and someone probably said that thing that you're thinking of now. Yeah. Before. And they probably, right. and other people probably heard the same person that I heard say this thing. And then we both had the same thought. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, but um, uh, so whether I read it or heard it or came up with it, it doesn't really matter. It's like um, it's um, it was it was good for me to hear, and it and it really helped my. There was probably a month where this was on my mind every day, and then summer happened, and summer's crazy, and sometimes I forget things, and so hopefully I can become more disciplined in this again. But uh, specifically. Give us this day our daily bread, um, which I always understood, I guess. I mean, when I was a kid, I really just thought it was like, 
make sure we got dinner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) But like, um, but, but in high school and in college, I think it was just like, I guess it was give us what we need. I I didn't really know specifically past that, but the point was made that this was a, a reference specifically to, um, the manna for the Israelites. Mm. Like God gave them the exact amount of manna that mm. they needed every day. And if some people like cheated and took more than they needed, meaning that someone else didn't get enough, then still by the end of their eating, they all found that they had exactly what they need. So it wasn't even dependent on totally how much they took. It was just that um, they had what they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, he, even to the point of like the, the manna didn't fall on the Sabbath. And so they, they had enough on Saturday to, or sorry, the manna did fall on the Sabbath, but he just told them not to collect it on the Sabbath, but they had enough from, you know, Saturday or whatever to get them to Monday. Anyway, the point was like when I think when Jesus prayed this, we see it as being kids. Oh, maybe that's dinner or as like um adults as maybe that just means give us what we need but i think that the disciples would have heard like oh so like the manna stuff like give us this day our daily bread is like exactly what i need for this day Mm -hmm. but then also and i think what really um hit me about this is it's a similar it's it's a that's a prayer about anxiety and worry because it's this idea that um, also tomorrow I'll pray the same prayer. So tomorrow, tomorrow's bread is for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's not this give me this week what I need or, hey, oh, God, I know it's Monday, but I really need enough bread Friday. So <laughs> like I'm just, you know, it's like yeah. Friday's bread is for Friday and pray for today's bread. And I think that was really good for me to... Um, I don't know, just to get some perspective on that you can be present in the day that you're in. And there's plenty of things in the Bible about let tomorrow's worries be for tomorrow. And, right. Um, so anyway, those are just two two cool Lord's yeah. Prayer things that I've come to enjoy lately. The verse I think of when you say that is, God will supply all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Like... And that's not just an umbrella of need. That's like specific, intentional, personal, moment by moment needs. Yeah, moment by moment. Because like what are, like if you want to dig into it, like what are our needs, right? Because we like talk about shelter and food. And, you know, when we're kids, think about like a bed and shelter and food. But like moment by moment, what are your needs? I need to be more patient with this person. Mm. I need to like not yell at my wife, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, but what do you, what do you need? Like moment, moment to moment. So what is that like, you know, I don't know. What does that look like for you, Jess? Like, what do you feel like as you walk through your day that you feel like the Lord provides what you need? I think it looks different in whatever season of life you're in. So for me, Right now I feel really crazy and like running around all the time. And I really wish I could be in a season where I felt slower and 
chill, but it feels really busy right now. Um, and so I think a lot of my prayers have been just in the moment, like help me mm-hmm. <laughs> and knowing that like God knows my needs before I do. And so whatever I need in that moment, he will supply, even if I'm not like super specific about knowing what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just like, help me in this moment. Um, but yeah, I think it depends on the day. Like there are certain days where I feel like I'm a lot more aware of my pride or my impatience or my anxiety that I'm not trusting that the Lord will come through. And so I think it depends on that moment. Um, I think it goes back to what Garrett was talking about in a few episodes before this, but about like God be, Mm -hmm. be my peace, be my strength in this moment, be my patience, be my humility, remove this pride from me and, and give me a humble heart and a compassionate heart. So I think that's kind of what it looks like for me. Mm -hmm. One thing I should have said when I said that the first time was it's, it's not even that far off of like the fruit of the spirit, our love, joy, peace, and patience, which would mean that like when you, when you look at someone and the fruit that the spirit is in them, Mm. like would be love, joy, peace, and patience. Then that means that your love and your joy and your peace or your patience are the spirit anyway. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it is that God is our love and is our peace because it is a fruit of, you know, yeah. so a little more. Does that answer that? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Cause I like to, you know, I feel like, uh, like I said, as a kid and, and, and some of us don't grow out of it and I didn't grow out of it for a long time. Like what, what do I actually need other than food and water and shelter? A big TV, a big, super cool car, a sweet, a, ba- um, a basement. Those were so cool. I would love, I wanted a basement gosh, so yeah, bad. I wanted a basement, I basement too. But in, in Mobile, we don't get basements. It's so daggum flat here. You know where we have basements? Nashville. <laughs> I'm from the city of music. <laughs> Hello, friends. John here. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Port City Podcast as we continued our series on prayer. We spent some time this episode talking about the Lord's Prayer. Some traditions called this prayer the Our Father. And to some, this is a deeply ingrained prayer that's central to their spiritual life. But some of us may have been taught that repeating this prayer verbatim and with repetition is a bad thing. We don't really believe that, but we do understand that always saying prayers without ever engaging in them with your mind or your heart isn't very helpful. That's why, in just a second, we're going to say the Lord's Prayer together. But I invite you to use your imagination with me for a minute while you do. As we say the Lord's Prayer line by line, I'd love it if you took some time to use that as a framework for your own prayer. For instance, when it comes to the part about forgiving others their sins, you might want to ask the Holy Spirit to bring to mind someone you are harboring unforgiveness towards. That's just one example. Be as intimate with it as you'd like. You may also want to take some time before we begin 
and use your imagination to place yourself at the feet of Jesus on the mountain that he taught this prayer. Imagine you're there with the disciples, listening to the greatest teacher that's ever lived as you asked him yourself, Lord, teach me to pray. So let's begin. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Port City Podcast. Bless you as you walk in step with the will of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.